One day I won't be sick. All right. Randall and his Banaco over there. Got to have fresh breath for the mic. That's what I always think you're spraying it. I forget you have that like throat coat. I oh, yeah. I was like doing a little, let me get some little Banaka in here. Having hmm. to use that way too much. <laughs> um, okay, cool. You guys ready? Yes. yes. No. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This, ah, I almost did the, Whoa. this is episode number. Okay, here we go. Episode number holiday edition. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. DJ Mandolini. Yo. And John Hines. Hello, hello. And we are back for a slightly different episode than normal this week. We're going to do a little bit of a 2019 wrap up. I know we haven't been around for the, the full year of 2019, but we've still talked about a ton of video games. Yeah, we it's did. our debut and, uh, year. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to kind of take a moment to kind of each highlight or champion a game that uh, we've talked about over the course of the year that we uh, that we really love and kind of want to champion. And then we're going to uh, also make a New Year's resolution for a game that we're going to actually force ourselves to play. Heck yeah, that way it maybe has been part of our uh, backlog or just something we've been meaning to pick up or accountability, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of accountability, we're going to throw <laughs> a new little segment at the end of the episode here and uh, throw the ball in DJ's court. But we'll save that for the end of the episode oh. here. And uh <laughs> <No> <laughs> And I'll uh, I'll kick us off here with uh, with my game of the year, which is actually we talked about on the first and second episodes, which uh, to, in, if I'm being honest, don't go back and listen to those. We're still figuring things out. <laughs> this but, is your uh, new first and second episode. <laughs> but yes, but uh, but we did talk about, I think, my favorite game that I've played over the course of this podcast, or at least uh, at least really high up there. You know, I don't. I loved, you know, stuff like Celeste and some of these bigger games. I, you know, nobody needs me to tell them to go play Celeste. Um, and probably nobody needs me to tell them to play anything. But, um, <laughs> but what I will say is Octahedron, I mean, I really love uh, 2D platformers. And this game has, uh, it's like a really, like, I thought pretty cool, like just super neon aesthetic. It's not something that I'm always really into, but it just like fully embraces the kind of like EDM music and and the aesthetic to match. And yeah, I did appreciate that it has a little more of like a vertical scrolling. Uh, I don't know, element to it, like you're, you're kind of climbing up these levels more or maybe venturing down or going all the way to the bottom and coming back up. Uh, but it's more of that than you're than scrolling to the right and left, almost exclusively that. Um, and just like just some really well crafted, uh, like puzzle platforming arcade type stuff where there's tons of collectibles in the levels. There's tons of like you're basically this character that you can just jump and then hold down a button to like surf and kind of like have like a little hoverboard that you can zoom along on. And I don't know. I just there's just something about this game that like I, it's a game that I picture and dj's giving me the look because i know he didn't get as sucked into this game it's as i recommendation, did recommendation man well i, I want to hear your thoughts though because like I, I i feel like we have a lot of overlap like we both love we celeste we have a lot of overlap when it comes to especially these 2d platformers but octahedron i mean i just loved every single aspect about that game there's there's nothing that could make that game better to me and i guess i i didn't really have any problems with the game aside from the fact that i think that the verticality slowed things down a little bit but i guess i, I didn't agree with that i i didn't have any like 
all like, fuck yeah. Like, I didn't have any of those sweet moments. I will say, like, there is something to be said. Like, you know, we talked about Shovel Knight last week or a couple weeks ago, and it's like, it, I'd appreciate like each of these levels has like a pretty distinct visual flair to it. And like octahedron is like pretty static. I mean, they're throwing new enemies or new obstacles into the mix, but it's like this same like neon kind of minimalist aesthetic throughout the entire game. And even the music, which I do like is pretty repetitive, pretty redundant. Um, so that that is something that's like maybe a small gripe, but I mean, I, I just think it plays the control, like the, the, just the physics of it just feel great. And it, it felt like when I would solve like a puzzle, like a lot of times it'll have a puzzle that'll like you'll have to go off the screen or like break a block that like seem like, oh, you you can't you can actually go a little bit to the right into this like secret room on this level. Oh, that's cool. And it always felt like cleverly placed like I felt clever and awesome when, when I would accomplish those things. Just like, oh, man, I, I, I found this secret, like every little thing in the collectible flowers that are, you know, it even though I was just mentioning hidden stuff, it's like a lot of a lot of stuff that's just precariously placed. It's like I, I know I mentioned that about like the Mario games where there's like the three hidden coins in the level. Like I always yep. like when they're like just difficult to get. I don't want to get a coin that, oh, I just had to jump against every wall in this ghost house to find <laughs> which one I can. That isn't a wall. Yeah. You know, that, that's not fun to me. I really get annoyed with that. So, like, I really appreciated that this game. Although there are a few of those, I think there were like some hidden ones, but it always felt like it was in an area like it would be invisible, but it, you'd be there like, what's up with in, that area? There's something in the, the why is that area hard to get to? And there's nothing there. Yeah. And like you get there. Oh, there's an invisible little flower collectible piece. But it just has all those like arcade high score chasing. There's all kinds of different like I love like we were talking about like how we love making lists. Oh, and yeah. it's like the game itself just has like this stat sheet that's like. How did you beat it? Did you beat it with making uh, or not doing a certain number of jumps or huh. doing a certain number of jumps or less or beating it in a certain number of time or beating it without taking a hit? Give me those like, statistics. All kinds of different. Yeah, I, I just really, really am a sucker for that stuff. Oh, and just yeah. the way it was implemented into the menus and the the design. I, I love this game. I was now that I'm talking about it. I'm going to hyperbolize a little but I think it was hands down my favorite game I played this year uh, of any game. Nice. So. I, I, think do, I do think you're hyperbolizing. <laughs> <laughs> That's that not your my favorite style. game, Kevin. That is my style. Uh, it's my favorite game of all time, actually. <laughs> I'm just going to go right ahead and say that. No, I. but it's, it's a really Kong, fun Tropical game. Freeze, get out of here. It's octahedron. It, and this is another game, though, that, that I had kind of heard about. It was on Steam and on other platforms, and then it finally came to the Switch. I mean, it was like January that it came out, wasn't it? I like, think so, and you've yeah. Been, you've been pumped about it the whole year. Yeah, so. it's... I, I, plan on going back to it at some point like it's one of those that i just feel like i'll have an itch to play it again so did you beat it i did not every single thing but, but like I, I sometimes leave those yeah i sometimes like to leave that like you know i didn't get every collectible but now i have an extra incentive to not just want to replay it again but like farm for those last couple things i missed or whatever so um but yeah octahedron and uh, again i talked about those on episode one and two we'll link those in the uh, show notes so um, but yeah, Randall, why don't you uh, lead us off with uh, your uh, or not lead us off, but tell us about your uh, recommendation for the year. I will do so. So my game, my recommendation for the year is not actually a game that came out this year, but I played it this year. Uh, and that is Blossom Tales, The Sleeping King. Um, I yes. love this game. I love it so much. It's an action RPG. 
it's very much uh, spiritually related to the uh, retro top-down Zelda games. It's definitely their inspiration. Um, but the the press kit that uh, FDG Entertainment uh, made for this, uh, or Castle Pixel is the developer too, but their press kit says it's a delightful mix of Zelda and the Princess Bride, and I think that's a pretty good way of huh. summing that up pretty quickly. Um, yeah the narrative aspect where there's a grandpa telling you telling a, a couple of grandkids like the story of it and that every so often as you get into a new area or dungeon you know he just says like oh and then the evil wizard crocus shout out crocus love you crocus <laughs> the um, raw deal man yeah he did he got a raw deal i'm going to stick by that and reinforce <laughs> that here um but yeah, uh, you know, he'll, he'll just say like, oh, the evil wizard Crocus is growing his power or something like that. And like, oh, wait, grandpa, that's like too scary. You know, they'll have like little back and forths as you're kind of playing through the game and it never is like super intrusive. It always, at least to me, kind of adds to the cuteness and the vibe and just kind of the laid back vibe of this Zelda like that. I think I like maybe better than any of the top down Zelda games. I'm with you, and I okay. didn't play as much as oh, you guys mm-hmm. did, but it just, it just, you know, again, I, I'm all about, we talked about Shovel Knight last week, I'm all about not wasting my time yep. with video games, and like, this just kind of like ushers you through the Zelda experience, like I, I was playing, we talked about many weeks ago, but we talked about Link's Awakening, and there's like so many like very specific, oh, you gotta talk to this person, yep. and get this item, and this and that, and there is very that in Blossom Tales, but yep. it's like, yeah, it's like, you just it's just like chance almost or just trial and error where yep. like blossom tales i felt like i was always making progress every time i played that game absolutely and I, I really appreciated that especially for a game or at least a genre of game that can be a little more open-ended totally and it still has those open-ended aspects to like the way the maps design you can go off and find secrets and boy did i like i think i found most secrets but um there's still like Uh, a general story path that it's carrying you forward on. And if you just want to do that, this is a game you'd probably beat in 10 hours or less, but I spent 15 ish hours and I loved every minute of it. And uh, gosh, I hope they make another one at some point because I just, this game clicked with me so hard. Um, I like the, just the magic system. Um, I love the puzzles, like these floor puzzles they had. I'll bring that up again. Yeah, uh, those tile, yeah, four tile puzzles were really awesome. Like, I think it, they were all done like you couldn't retrace your steps, right? Like, right, you had to right. like touch every tile without touching it a second time, basically. Yep. Yep. And it's just like, it, it's a game that you can generally kind of play at your own pace. Like, obviously, there are, it's an action RPG. So there are elements where you're having to battle foes and sometimes a little bit tougher foes, but. Um, it doesn't take you too long to get used to the the gameplay stylings here, or it, 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 there's not so many buttons in play that it ever felt too crazy to me. So, yeah, I just would really recommend it. The, even in the bosses, the bosses are fun and varied, and there's even some like bullet hell things happening in the way that they attack you. Yeah, um, I love a lot of that. Different fun things going on here. Yeah, and I and for what it's worth, we talked about these episodes all, or we talked about this game at some pretty old episodes as well, back on episodes seven and eight. Yep. Um, which again, our early episodes are those, those are not late the enough best. that you can go back. <laughs> I don't know about number eight. I remember being pretty drunk on that one. So <laughs> I, I don't know that that's the best one to start off with, but but yeah, Blossom Tales is something we all played. What DJ and John? Do you have any thoughts to add to that at all? Or I, I know mean, we we all were pretty into this one. I think so. I agree that it's like you know. Uh, 
a Zelda game that cuts out unnecessary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't play this game. Oh, yeah. yeah this is before John was on the podcast, man. But he, he took a glance at it I and was, a uh, at not, it uh, was not a fan. That's because he wasn't but... holding the controller. No, no he was. was. Oh, you were playing. I when you said took a glance, I thought you just maybe watched DJ play some, but. Nah, it was fun. That was good. Okay. Dang. Well, I also we really enjoyed the music. Back. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the music is great, it, it, even though it is very Zelda inspired. Again. Of course, but but the game is very like cheeky about its like homage to the Zelda series. Oh, yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like oh it's just a Zelda clone. Like it feels like it knows what it is. Absolutely. And it, again, like you mentioned, the tone with like the grandpa telling the story. Like it just it strikes that right tone to me. Yep, so it knows I, that I'm, going in. It never takes itself too seriously, and it just works. Yeah, and I didn't play enough of this one. I, I, you talking about it now? I'm, I'm definitely gonna go back and dip back in. Oh, so please do, so um, we can talk about it more. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, DJ, why don't you uh, talk about the game you want to champion for, uh, for this year? Well, like Randall, my, my game's a clone. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my game is 20XX, a, a Mega Man clone. Another very good. Clone. Um, yes, we've, we've talked about it in episodes nine and twenty-four. I think it wasn't until around that 24th episode that i'd gotten around to playing it and yeah dude i got so sucked into this game um it's a pretty like pretty agile 2d platformer um with you know shooting um (laughs) (laughs) with guns um but this this is one of the few games that after I beat it, I was compelled to play it again. I was like, just going to say that, like usually with these roguelikes, even it's almost like you beat them and then I don't want to play them anymore. It's like, <laughs> oh, we already know what happens. But like 20XX just feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got like, you know, four different characters you can play with. They all, you know, play a little differently. And I don't know. There's just it just it feels good. I don't it know. It feels amazing. Yeah, I mean, it it's, it's and it's one of the few like. I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of times these games that have like procedural generation and I do think they're like they seem like they're chunks of levels that are built and then like kind of strung together. It's not like, oh, just yeah. totally random. But like I watched DJ play some of the tougher difficulty modes and they were like they were throwing him level layouts that were nothing like I had seen. Wow. Um, and I really appreciate that, like a lot of the challenge in the game does come from like the platforming and the levels and not just from the bosses. Like a lot of times the bosses are the easier part yeah. um, of the level. Not always. They are tough too. Um, it was usually the level that I was most, you know, struggling anxious about. Yeah. 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 And I don't think that's the case with like, you know, with something like dead cells or I, I can't think of a lot, like cave blazers. That's not true. I died a ton in the levels of cave blazers, but like, I don't know. I, it's just, it felt different to me yeah. for some reason. Well, I appreciated that. You know, like, you get to the end of a level, uh, you fight a boss, and then you get to choose which level you'll go to. And it's, you know, you're you're picking which boss you'll fight, but the way I played it, I was just like, which which areas, which zones yeah, do I want I did the to same be thing. the hardest mm-hmm. at the end? Like, which do I think I can handle at their most intense? And I kind of played that way, not based off bosses necessarily. Yeah. Um, to... To reiterate, I guess, yeah, how challenging those levels got on hard mode, which at this point is like, that's the way I 
have to play it now. Like, yeah. I can't play it on normal now. Like, no. hard mode is just so good. <laughs> yeah, I need to play more of that on hard mode. I, I still haven't beaten this game, but Me neither. unlike what I was just <laughs> yeah, saying, um, like, we're like, oh, DJ beats a game and I'm not interested anymore. But that is couldn't be further from the truth with 20XX and obviously wasn't even the truth for him having beaten it. Because that, that can be kind of a wall when you beat one of these roguelikes. Like, all of a sudden, you're just like, well, what else am I supposed to do with this game? I, right. I don't know, you know, because a lot of it, it feels like it's built in, like the struggle is supposed to be part of the experience of like, oh, I'm right. leveling up or I'm getting new abilities or I'm getting new items and new buffs or perks. And now I'm now I'm powerful enough to beat it. But this game feels like if you had a lucky run or the right string of options or whatever, like you could beat it on your first try, I think. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy to do, but like I don't think you need to have played and like I, unlock all these things to make it easier. Yeah, uh, which I appreciate as well. It feels like I'm I'm in complete control. Like there are some elements of chance, but I'm still in complete control of like how things shake out. Yeah. Well, it's also nice to have the option to turn off kind of those like you know upgrades. Like you know you can upgrade your starting health or energy. Uh, you know, as you gain more and more nuts, I think are the resources yeah, nuts, or yeah. chips or whatever they are. Um, but like I, I chose to, you know, just go from scratch essentially just like I'll unlock these items that I can run into in my runs, but I'm not going to start out with any, you know, updated stats and that. Okay. Added, added a nice little Even bit more of tension. challenge. Yeah. 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 Get on it. All right, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> both hard mode, but I probably should just try to beat this because I have I haven't even unlocked any of the other characters. I have two, but not the other two. Get the Same. other ones, and you should go to Spotify and listen to City Fires, which is <laughs> the band that does the soundtrack for this game, which is awesome. Another yes. great element. Like it's this is another game that I, I was really on the fence as this being my kind of game. I wanted to champion as well. I was between between this and Octahedron. I, I I don't know what would be the difference. I could, on any given day, I could go one way or the other. To be honest, twenty XX is a really Today fantastic you went the wrong game. Way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but John, why don't you uh, uh, wrap us up here. with the uh, recommendations? Yeah. So the game that I'm gonna recommend for the, this year is uh, Risk of Rain Two, which we first talked about on episode nineteen. And it is, I believe this was it coming out of early access. It's been early in early access. I think it still is technically, is it still right? Technically? There's still oh, a couple of gear symbols or like those wrench right. symbols. There's, I, they're I definitely still releasing content for it and still nice. updating it. But uh, yeah, this was its debut on the Switch. Um, and it is a sequel to the uh, roguelike game Risk of Rain, which was an, in itself a 2D uh, roguelike where there was a lot of platforming and uh there were different characters that controlled differently but most of them you know were firing projectiles and you were trying to activate a uh teleporter that would get you to the next stage and after, every time that you would activate a teleporter you would summon in a boss and the longer that you would play each level it would increase in difficulty and risk of rain 2 was an incredible game i thought that basically took all of those same components and seamlessly transitioned it into a uh, 3D game. It's nuts. Which, 
It's incredibly seamless. It's wild how those like skills that I had from the first game, like basically transferred over like whole cloth. Yeah. Like other than having to aim with the second joystick, it is the same game. Yeah. And the, the movement is so like seamless and involved, like the amount of dodging that you're doing or like the jumps that you're doing and all of the uh, same power ups that you had from the first game that carried over where, you know, they're basically changing how you're approaching bosses or like gameplay. Like you'll run into something that will launch missiles every time that you interact with an object or, you know, you'll get something that will heal you every time that you deal damage. And it's just all of these like components that they had in this 2D game that I loved so much and is now in this 3D game that I love so much. (laughs) I'm so pumped that like, even there was an update like not too long ago. Yeah, I just that, downloaded it. Yeah. yeah. And just like I'm going to be playing this game for so much longer. Just like that being overjoyed at every little thing that they add. Let's play it online. Yeah, I was Absolutely. just going to say the it's online so component. <laughs> and I think maybe the original also had online, at, at least have. on different platforms. I, certain platforms, I think it did. But even on the Switch, which was yeah. I think where we're all playing this. uh we were able to sync up. I know you and I played a little online. I don't think we've all three done it. Did we, did we play it all, Randall? I don't think so. No, I, I didn't get it until they released it physically. That's right. We November, were waiting on so. the physical oh, copies. Nice. Yeah. But you have it now, right? I have it now. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have to get on that because I, I really like the co-op just adds even so more fun. and so fun. Just and getting they, swarmed and there's like bullets flying everywhere. I feel like they do a nice job too of like ramping up the, or the, the way the difficulty scales based on, um, time elapsing, time elapsing. But also I feel like it scales a little based on people. Like when we would get to like a boss, like mm -hmm. there would be two or three iterations of the boss, sometimes a little smaller, like minions. But like if you're playing single player, at least in my experience, it would always be just one boss. To there, fight. there would still be like and the occasional bosses that would be like horde bosses. Okay. Where it would be multiple versions of like just incredibly strong enemies. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, it, there's it, the the way that they work a lot in like multiplayer is like they're all of the power ups are shared. So there aren't I don't think there are any more additional power ups that are uh, spawned. So like if you collect one, then I can't get it. So it kind of rations out the like there's this power creep that when you're playing single player where you get to be this one massively powerful person. Yeah. Whereas when you're playing like co-op, you kind of have to parse it out. Almost communicate like, hey, okay, this power up makes more sense for the build you've got going on this run. Um but yeah, it's a, it's just so fun, and I love the art style. Yep. Um, I loved the original art style, too, like really minimalist, like kind of zoomed out pixel art, but this yeah. is like, again, a little minimalist. It's got that cell-shaded, um, kind of under-detailed design, but it, it works. Yeah. It's like an under-detailed design that gives it a lot of style and a little bit more character to the levels than the original game had, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. there's like that one like kind of snow base level with the fence yeah, around. Uh, it just like has a little more like lived-in kind of feel than the original game did, where it just felt like these kind of blank templates. Because, yeah, the first, I think, Risk of Rain was all procedurally generated levels. They were actually, they were like each z- world or each like zone mm-hmm. had like three or four different levels that were exactly gotcha. the same the procedural generation just like in the in risk rain 2 would just be where the like pods or where the power-ups right. are located in the level or the portal okay but the actual huh. levels were the same it would just be like one of three different layouts i think nice 
But yeah, like you said, like in Risk of Rain 2, like all of the locations of everything, like the teleporter is always going to be at a different place. So you're not yeah. always heading to the same place. You're hunting around this like 3D level that you've known and you've played a, a couple times before, but you're still trying to figure out, okay, where are all the power ups? Where are all the shrines? Where are all the tele- where is the teleporter at? Yeah, that's just a really great way to explore it. It does a great job of like encouraging you to experiment or not even encouraging you, forcing you to experiment because you just have to be like, okay, these are the power ups I get. Because like you mentioned, like the timer is counting up and Mm -hmm. the game is literally getting harder as time goes on. Um, It has nothing to do with anything else other than how long you're taking. So um, and I'm very glad that you showed me, John, that like playing on the easier difficulties uh, again, not to be a total chump, but I'm just I just am more of a chump now than I used to be. And I I'm happy to play a game on an easier setting, especially when the only difference from what I can gather and from what we talked about, like it just seems like that timer moves slower. So yeah. like you can just play the levels oh, nice. at a slightly more leisurely pace. It's not like the enemies have less health right. or anything like that. It's just that you can like actually play the first level and like farm a little for the power ups and, and items and stuff instead of just being like find the portal activate the yeah. boss because we go, gotta go, go, finish go. this level as fast as we can mm-hmm. so that we can make progress <laughs> um and i really like that uh and I, I actually prefer that playing in that mode even though dj i know respects me less for doing so <laughs> <laughs> never respected you at all <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair all right so uh what we're gonna do next is yeah. we're going to give our resolutions for yeah. the upcoming year where hopefully we'll won't take the whole year to <laughs> finish them. You do have the whole year though. We do. Yes. yes. We are who we are and it might take a little longer than uh we think, but yeah, hopefully but sooner than later. Yes. A, a game that I'm resolving to play in the coming year that I've been wanting to play for a while and actually purchased and have on my Switch but just haven't even booted it up yet <laughs> uh is Transistor, which nice. is a game from the uh Supergiant, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it was their game immediately following Bastion. I think so as well. I, I think because it was it was that and then Pyre or uh, that Pyre. It was Bastion, then Transistor, uh, Transistor then, then Pyre. That sounds right. And then Hades, which is their newest yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's always like I loved Bastion. Like it was one of my first indie games that i think i played mm-hmm. um and like i've been ever since like transistor was announced i was like yeah this game looks great i'm so excited to play it and then i never did so i'm looking forward to doing that yeah let me know when you're gonna play it because i have it's sitting on not only my switch but also my playstation 4 and i've also <laughs> never booted it on either system um i wasn't as keen on bastion i've actually played that twice and mm. i i not all the way through but i did i did beat it the second time i played it and i was a little i just thought it was a little basic i mean i love the presentation i love the narration i love the art style i love yeah. the everything about it except for the fact that i thought the game was just kind of generic like the actual gameplay um but i think transistor looks like it kind of takes that and like elevates some of those ideas mm-hmm. and it's not the same kind of gameplay right but it, but it looks like it has that same isometric like action RPG kind of vibe, but adds a little more tactics into the combat from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, and I, I let me know when you start playing that. Cause I'll play along with you for sure. Will do DJ. I guess I'm next. Is, <laughs> yeah. Time uh, to resolve my, my resolution for year 2020 is to play deadbolt, which uh, is another game by Hapu games. Uh, I think you guys were telling me it was the one between 
Risk of Rain and Risk of Rain 2? I believe, I believe so. so, yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, I haven't... It was a long time ago that Kevin, you and I had watched a trailer. and Yeah, it was like a year ago at least, yeah. It, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it was before we did the podcast. Uh, it, was, it was around the same time. A- anyways. Anyway, regard, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just arguing. <laughs> it was this long ago. Um. But I, I really haven't looked into it since then, so my memory is hazy, but it's kind of like like a 2D kind of like building clearing game. I don't like I don't it looked know. like it had some stealth elements. Yeah. Like it's an action game, but it's but it looked like it had a little more sneaking around and yeah. maybe some puzzle solving or something. Like but a it, hotline Miami meets Mark, Mark of the, of the Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. That's a great Ooh. yeah. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it was actually like the first game I had added to my uh, wish list for the Switch, which I is a very small list. Yeah, I've DJ has like three a- or four games. I have like two hundred, <laughs> yeah. like an idiot. But it's it's <laughs> only a ten dollar game, and I've just been like, oh, I'll just wait till it goes on sale, and it hasn't gone on sale. But it's like a game I want to play. Um, it's just like I should, I need to just make myself play this and as we've mentioned where i i yeah. know you haven't played a ton of risk of rain 2 but you and i have played a lot of risk of rain i would 1, i would like, love risk of rain 2 we want to we want to throw these guys some bones so <laughs> yep. yeah well we're, why are you waiting for risk of rain to maybe dip a little from that 30 dollar? maybe we can play some deadbolt in the meantime there we go. yeah yeah what about uh what about you randall what are you uh resolving to dip into this year my resolve will be spent trying to play monster boy in the cursed kingdom in 2020 which nice. I realize now is uh, I. It looks like I'm shilling for FDG Entertainment because they all do these <laughs> Blossom Tales. <laughs> Phys- also, way. physically, it's coming out physical from Limited Run uh, Blossom Tales. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. Yeah, good. I'm really happy for them because it too. seems like they're super excited. So, and speaking of physical, uh, Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, I also own physically, <laughs> uh, but I have Me not too. even opened the shrink wrap on yet. Oh. So. Just wanted to make sure I owned it because, like, I love the Monster <laughs> Boy series personally. Yeah. Um, ever since, uh, uh, what was it, Monster Boy on uh, Monster Boy in Monster World on Sega was Genesis? It one, was it Wonder Boy in Monster World? Is yes, that the name of it? God. Oh, that, that game's so great. Yeah, but it's, it's good. Well, that franchise has such a horrible naming convention. Yes. We won't have to get into that, but it's like every game is like has five different names. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> and along those same lines, the, the main one that I've actually played through is uh, uh, Wonder Boy in the Dragon's Curse, a.k.a. Dragon's Trap, depending on which platform it got released on. Uh, but I played it through on Turbo Graphics and loved that. Um, oh, you, you really played the original, not the, not the remake. Okay. Not the remake, yeah. Um, okay, I assume you played, because this, this uh, Monster Boy and the... What is the one you're... <laughs> Monster Boy in the... <laughs> Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Yeah, because it it seems like it took that style from the remake of Dragon's Trap and kind of took that and ran with it, but with all new characters, all new settings, all new whatever. Brand new game, uh, but yeah, still keeps that just like beautiful hand-drawn art style. Unbelievable. Um, Yeah. and And they're bringing back like the Wonder Boy series creator to work on this. He also... Uh, helped produce uh, that remake of the Dragon's Trap. So yeah, this got great reviews. And like, even if it got middling reviews, I was going to be playing this. But the fact that it got such good reviews, I'm like, oh my God, how have I not played this yet? So uh, that will happen in 2020, I promise you. 
<laughs> nice. Well, also, I guess everybody just let me know when you're playing the games you're going to play, because I want to play all these games. Yes. Um, but uh, for the game that I am going to play, and I've been just putting this off for way too long, but uh, I'm going to play Undertale because uh, I mean, it just I, every time I see it, it just it, it's one of those I think I've even mentioned on the podcast. I'm always on the fence of like. I, it seems like a game I would love, so I should just buy the physical copy. But then I'm like, ah, it's 30 bucks or I can download it for 10. Mm-hmm. Or uh, it was on the PC Game Pass when I had that. And it's I don't think it's on the Xbox version for whatever reason. But um, it's just a game that I know I need to play. And I'm almost positive I'm going to like and probably even love it. Yep. And uh, I don't want I don't want to like set my bar too high. But it just I know when it's like, OK, this just looks like something I would really enjoy. DJ's been pestering me to play it for years. Uh, John's been maybe not pestering, but but nudging me to play it. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the world has been. I mean, everyone knows this is a great Everyone's game. Been so. Pestering. <laughs> and I don't know everyone about just you, Kevin, won't but stop bothering know, me. Like practically nothing about this game still, and I've done that on purpose. So I I mean best. I know I, I can't believe so that you've also not played that. it not played it not not okay. one bit and it's another game that I own physically because apparently I own everything physically so, <laughs> um, when you play this I will also play it yeah let's yes. let's be in touch on that for sure because I, I I do know a little bit about like the battle mechanics and the different approaches you can take i guess i don't want to spoil don't anything in case you're it. uh but <laughs> but yeah i'm just i just know it's up my you know it's an 8-bit pixel art kind yeah. of deal uh great music from yeah. the little bits i've heard um and yeah it just got that retro aesthetic uh and it, and i do love this uh i guess i'm not gonna spoil it but don't. i like this this mechanic and gimmick that's that's kind of underselling it i don't want to call it a gimmick but there's like a couple different approaches you can take to the combat <laughs> in this game. Randall has removed his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited to uh, to explore those options. Um, so, yeah. Randall, uh, headphoneless. Uh, I'm back. I, I didn't spoil anything. I don't think anyways. <laughs> being that I don't actually know much either. Spoilers. So. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we can pretty much wrap it up there almost this week. Although we do have one more game that we kind of want to champion. We, we kind of wanted to have one game that we were going to say, Hey, this is our pursuing pixels, not game of the year, but whatever you want to call it. Like this is the game that we as a whole are championing, but we had a really tough time landing on one that we all played. So one thing that we're going to start doing starting right now, Mm -hmm. um, is Randall, John, and uh, and myself, we all really, really loved Chasm, loved. and that was kind of the game that we were championing. Like, let's make that our game. And DJ was like, "Hey, I, I fucked it Phoenix. all up." <laughs> we all like were picking that as like our second choice. Is like, ah, yeah. well, I, I was either gonna pick, you know, this game or, or Chasm. Chasm. Yeah, yep. and like one of us didn't want to take it, and like, if we wanted to champion another game, so yeah. And for like we again, I I bring this up all the time on the podcast, but these video games just no matter how popular or unpopular they are, they just come and go. And especially this game, just like it's like it didn't get a fair shake. No. I don't know. It, no. it, it's got such middling reviews and it is such a polished, fantastic game. It's great. Uh, if you're into Metroidvanias, I, I can't imagine not liking it. So, yes. um, so we're going to kind of put DJ on the spot and, uh, <laughs> he is going to play chasm at some point in time. And whenever he gets around to that, then he is going to be able to throw the ball back in one of our courts. Like, Hey, John or Kevin or Randall, whoever you need to, or all of you need to play this game. Yeah. So, hey. <laughs> so I, I kind of like that. Cause I, I, I like being put on the spot and I also like getting out of my comfort zone, even though I do that's... play a game for 10 minutes and go, eh, not for me, <laughs> but I still like the fact that I gave it a try, I guess. Right. I don't know. 
Um, I've got some ideas for what I could toss at you guys. <laughs> yeah. Chasm first. Nice. Well, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see because I had oh, I had so many games to pick from for this like resolution. I mean, oh, I haven't yeah. played Kingdom Hearts three. I haven't played mm. the last. I mean, I I could just my backlog is never ending. <laughs> yeah. So, and if Same. anything, I'm just making it longer every day as we do. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Does anybody else have anything to add before we uh, close it out for the year? Or no, I think we good to wrap it up job. there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, as always, you know, you can find us online at pursuingpixels.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, pursuingpixels at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, talking some more video games in 2020. And uh, yeah, until then, we'll catch you next year. See Take you. care. Have a good one. Bye bye. None of these are very good. Poinsettia. Poinsettia is a decent. All right. Yeah. Nice and partridge for your dog. Partridge. Partridge in a pear tree. Pursuing, Pursuing partridges in pear trees. We're here Even though the, the 12 Days of Christmas is a fucking terrible song. It's awful. It oh, my God. No, best no referencing. I share an office with somebody who listens to Christmas music, and that's one of the 10 songs that they listen to. No. And it just If they're not no. putting on, like phil specter christmas or or charlie charlie brown, brown. Or something like get the fuck out of here yes muppet christmas carol original soundtrack <laughs> i don't know there's some weak tracks on that too if i'm being honest uh, there's marley that marley, marley and marley shit is weak dude <laughs> what? Christmas no, get carol. out of here what, what is this movie christmas the muppet carol? christmas carol oh, okay i Michael can make that Kane song come on man. ebenezer scrooge yeah that's okay. it's marley it's okay. and marley <laughs> come on Come on. The Muppets so are so great, though. <laughs> I do love the Muppets. Not good. Mm. I love the Muppets. That's coming from a place of love.